That's right. So we want to do a, a bit. You want to do a bit? A bit? What's a bit? Yeah. Like, you know, when we talk about stuff before we start the podcast and like play the theme song. Yeah, we could do a bit, but I haven't thought of a bit, and you haven't okay. thought of a bit. So well, we can talk about, we'll talk about what's happening in the world, you know, just real quick. We talk about that every week. I mean, just start the same way. It's on fire. It's dying. It's burning. The, the world's on fire. The world is on fire. Other yeah. than, um, you know, Jim Carrey doing a Jeff Goldblum impersonation last night on Saturday Night Live. But I didn't get to see that just yet. He did. He did. He was uh, Joe Biden, and he was going to celebrate to the teleport to the vice presidential debate to help Kamala. And uh, a fly happened to enter the teleportation machine with him. Oh, my God. And then he became the fly on Mr. Pence's head. Uh. And he went full Goldblum from there with Goldblum glasses and Goldblum hair and Goldblum things. And then he was joined by a reincarnation fly of Herman Cain, who also joined him on Mike Pence's head. Uh, so, yeah, that's what happened. And the opening to SNL. Well, all right. That's our bit. Yeah, that's our bit, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to just start the show? I think we should. All right. Sounds good. And welcome again to another riveting edition of the Totally Original Geek News Podcast. I'm Andrew McDonald. And I'm Sam Harper. And we are recording this on October 11th, 2020, Sunday, early morning. I'm recording from the fine state of Maryland. <laughs> after Mary, Mary Land, who owned the most property in all of Maryland before the time of her death, I believe. I don't think that's true. I mean, it must be. Why would anyone? Why would anyone lie about that? <sighs> so right. How's your week been, Sam? Uh, you know, shit's been on fire. I mean, personal yeah. life-wise, it has been on fire, and you know, okay, good. You know, Politically-wise, it's been on fire. Work has good. just been a never-ending, relentless onslaught of just yeah. bullshit. But you yeah, know, I'm not gonna lie. I, I bought three lottery tickets on uh, Friday night. And I'm, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah, if we take a month off in the next uh, few weeks, it's because life is turning up Minnow House for me. I'm just saying, we can do it's this full time. Yeah, really good. good. Yeah, you can just be funding us like a secret benefactor. Yeah, yeah. If my wife allows me, that would be probably the thing, you know. Because ah. she's in, and she'd be like, "Well, if we've got money, you know, I'm never working again, right?" And uh, my job will be to slim down, lose weight, and then go get some South Korean-style plastic surgery so I can come back and you don't recognize me. And that might be the case. <laughs> the high standard of beauty over there. Neither, neither of us fit it right now. So your wife doesn't listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> she doesn't. But Good. I'm not saying things she hasn't said. I'm just, you know. Have a high standard of beauty over there. I've, I've said to her, we need to go visit over there. And she's like, we can't go. And it's like, why? Because you're too fat. I'm too fat. But you're also too fat. We can't go there. 
I'm like, well. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what have you been looking at, Andrew? Uh, mostly. I was looking at the season finale of The Boys this week on Friday. Oh, tell me about it. Which was, uh, I don't know, I've heard people complain that the season of The Boys was slow to them and didn't really go anywhere. I disagree. Um, It just felt like this is a story that has been continuing to progress and grow. And, you know, you can't go completely bananas. But the season finale went completely bananas. Um, Ah. In the last two episodes, we've had Homelander kidnap his kid from his mother. Because Homelander had a kid with a normal woman. Yep. And his kid has powers, and he's like, nope, I want my kid. And his new girlfriend, Stormfront, is like, yeah, we should raise your kid, because we're superpower people, and he's the perfect Aryan race baby. <clears throat> so, yeah, they do that. Okay. And this kid, it's all fun and games at first. Then he realizes his father is, you know, very famous. And he doesn't quite dig that, because it's a lot of people. And he spent his whole life not around a lot of people. So it's a bit overwhelming. Right. Um, in the meantime, his mother escapes and finds her husband, Billy Butcher, to tell him that her son has been kidnapped by Homelander. Uh, so it just sets off a whole big chain of events and other things where they have to try to get this kid back, but they're going to have to also fight potentially the two strongest superpowered people in the world to do it. Uh, in the meantime, at what is basically an equivalent to the Church of Scientology, the Deep has been there. And let me just say, the Deep is like the Aquaman character for this series, if you don't know. Yeah. He gets shit on so hard. Oh my god, time. yes. yes. It's like, the deep is Charlie Brown. Nothing good ever works out for him. It is just always like, hey, everything's going really good for the deep. And then suddenly, well, not anymore. So he ends up being recruited into this Church of Scientology place, and he basically does everything they say once he gets into it. And it's like, we're going to get you back on the 7. And he's like, that's all I want. He's going to be back on the 7. And then they have him recruit A-Train, who's basically the Flash, who's also being kicked off the 7 because his speed isn't as fast as he used to be. He has heart problems, so his heart can't necessarily keep him running at the same speed all the time. He might die. Um, And he's not happy about being kicked off the 7. So the church kind of recruits him. But he's hearing things, being at these meetings, and he basically overhears that he got kicked off the 7 because Stormfront didn't like him. Because, you know, you know why Stormfront didn't like him. She has a problem with him. What's his problem with him? You know exactly what his problem with him her is uh he ain't the right type of person for her so he realizes oh this racist bitch didn't want me on the team and he happens to hear that they have files on everybody like at this church pretty much and he steals a bunch of files on her that basically have her entire history of her being married to a nazi german scientist the fact that she's over like 80 years old etc 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 and he basically ends up handing it to huey and starlight because they date and he knows Starlight is definitely trying to take down Vought and, like, the Seven as well. And she hands him all these files. And he's like, yeah, we're even now. Like, now I don't owe you anything. You don't owe me anything. But, like, we're done. But you can use that however you want. Because he's like, I want to get back on the team. And if it get, means getting her off, I'm cool. So, yeah, they leak it to the press. The press finds out, this chick is a Nazi sympathizer. She's racist as fuck. Uh, so that doesn't go well, which gets Stormfront out of the house with this kid. Uh you know, they set off a little trap for Homelander that causes his ears to, like, basically be bleeding because he's hearing this loud noise. So he flies off somewhere to take this thing. They show up to get the kid out with his mother running away. Uh, Stormfront comes back and confronts them. And it basically just leads to a big fight between everybody trying to take down Stormfront. And by the end of it, Queen Maeve, Starlight, and Kimiko are basically 
just curb stopping the shit out of Stormfront. That's because awesome. they're now like they're like the three strongest women there. They can actually go toe to toe with her. And Queen Maeve is like also, you know, dealing with the fact that Homelander and them are like kind of blackmailing her because she was living with her girlfriend and it's a whole big thing. So yeah, they end up beating the shit out of her. Um, it doesn't go well. Stormfront gets away. Stormfront catches up to Billy, his wife, and Ryan, uh, her son, and is ready to kill her mother. And that gets Ryan pissed off. And Ryan ends up using his heat vision for the first time. And Stormfront is basically just left a torso, le- a torso, like Oof. her legs and arms are all chopped off, and she's basically muttering to herself in German, in extreme pain. Yeah, Homelander shows up, and he wants his son. And uh, yeah, needless to say, he doesn't get her. He's refusing to go, um, and Billy ends up leaving with him because uh, Ryan's mother's also died, died in that uh, like attack too when he tries to Ooh, save her. No. So yeah, so yeah, Billy promises to take care of his son, and by the end of it, he actually gives it over to his um, CIA contacts to get the boy somewhere that Homelander can't find him, take care of him, and raise him right because he can't raise him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like he he has problems with the kid already because it's already like eh, he's a soup. But it's he's also like, eh, it's my yeah. wife's kid. So, like, I'm not going to, like, kill this kid. But, like, I can't be around him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, by the end of it, like, it basically is Homelander and A-Train and Starlight and Queen Maeve are the seven now. Uh, and they all basically kind of know each one is, like, out to get the other one and kind of hate each other. But they have to play this role that, like, you know, Stormfront was the person who was doing all these bad things behind the scenes. She was the one exploding heads and all this stuff. Yada, yada, yada. We find out who was exploding heads, too, which was a whole revelation, which will be next season. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was just it was just a lot of fun. It was kind of crazy. It's the boys. They've already been renewed for season three. They've been renewed for a spinoff show. I just wanted to come out and hurry up. Like, it's a lot of fun. So, so that's right. what I'm watching. That was my big thing. Okay. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, I was one of those people who said that it, I thought the show was kind of slow, but I think it was mostly because the first time we got the show, it was all at once, and the second time we got it, it was kind of thing. Yeah. So we had to like watch story to develop. So yeah. I'm gonna shoot it all in one shot and just take a day and just watch all of it. I think so. And then we'll see where it goes from there. But yeah. Um, so okay. What you got? So uh, I got a bunch of comic books. I'm gonna run through them pretty quickly, but it's you know, let's start with the. Uh, DC's number four. Uh, basically, they they revealed that um, they're gonna go to the New Gods planet. Uh, I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. It's, it's strong. It's not uh, Apocalypse. It's not. It's, uh, oh it's my good. god! It's it's. I I'm gonna be annoyed about that because I'm gonna remember it later. New Genesis. There we go. New Genesis. That's it. So they go there. Uh, there's some crossover with the. If you ever read the 12 issue Mister Miracle thing written by a series written by Tom King, there's some crossover there. There's some references. Uh, we see a character that we haven't seen in a while from that. So that's cool. Um, the big spoiler at the end of this is Apocalypse is a now. Nope. Uh, no, not Wow, Apocalypse. Wow, crossover. Dark side. No, Dark side is a is a back, and he is one of the undead. So. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So he's coming back to life. And yeah. End up also, very much a bad situation. Also, if we could get this version of John and this version of Damon, Damon for our regular universe, it'd be so great because I love these characters m- way more than I love their versions now. They're just, these are well, more relevant. I like these. These are more developed characters to me. But, you know, it might be because they're older, but also it might be because of the yeah. situation they got through. But I just, I like them more. Um, next one is Batman 100. Uh, 
this is this was an interesting. I, I'm not gonna say it was a good ending because again, the Joker War was not as epic as I thought it was gonna be. But somebody mm-hmm. brought up that this was supposed to be the last issue before they do the five G's thing. So there's gonna be a flash forward. So Batman was yeah. supposed to come off. So if you look at it like that, it kind of makes sense that the reason the way yeah. it ended the way it did, it makes a lot more sense that it ended that way. Um, so I get it. Um, they introduced some characters. They finally explained to us who the clown hunter is. He is justified as fuck because he's mm-hmm. literally just a kid that Batman failed to save his parents, and he just yeah. he kept Joker attacks. Man, you just gotta do more, yeah. Batman. I guess. Or later. Yeah, but it was good. Um, I mean, good is uh, it was okay. It's a perfectly fine story, but like yeah. everything kind of ends with back to status quo in a way. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. if if we read news, we read new comics, and like a lot of stuff has changed, and some serious stuff has like been made in Gotham, then I would consider this a success. But for right now, no, it's it's just kind of a meh. Yeah. Okay. So next one is yeah. Die issue number fourteen. Um, Dies just keep getting more and more awesome. New twist happens. Um, and it ends with uh, I'm not gonna explain how, but Matt Matt is now on a warpath to go kill Izzy and um, Ash. So. And he's dual wielding, and I'm not going to explain how, so deal with that. Um, Decorum, mm-hmm. issue number five. Uh, I love this comic. It's a new one. It's written by Jonathan Hickman. As you know, Jonathan Hickman is one of my favorite comic book writers. Um, we basically get to see a, uh, the main character, she go through assassin school. So it's we watch her for three years progress and learn the arts of assassination, which is, you know, just basic stuff like combat, weapon training, and actually killing a person. So... That was cool. Uh, next is Penultimate, which is basically a kind of a Superman rip where they set this Superman, this this character. Basically, there are these super life forms in the future, and this is a evolution right before them. And they sent him back because he was too crude, and he sent him to our time where he was a superhero and everyone loves him, but he has a lot of self hate, and it's just him and his robot butler that he created, and. Um, <laughs> He gets called back to the future to help fight a, a foe because they couldn't figure it out, and then they get sent right back. And while he was gone, his robot butler, what it looks like, has revealed his secret identity to everyone at his news at his CIA, who he where he works as like a mild mannered like agent, um, and uh, did some other stuff that he didn't appreciate. So um, he's upset about that. Uh, Wolverine and X Wolverine Six versus X and X Force issue number thirteen, which is pretty much a double issue. It was basically Wolverine getting the Muramasa sword. We got to meet Solom, um, Solom, which is his going to be his person he's going to be fighting against in the tournament arc. And yes. um, he has adamantium skin. He has adamantium skin. Yeah, and that's... he can charm anyone. Like he can. It's rather convenient. Yeah, he can get anyone to do anything, and he has adamantium skin. But the Muramasa blade cuts through him, and they both got a copy of the Muramasa blade. Uh, and so we're going to see them, you know, duke it out. Marauders issue number 30. It feels like that alone says, like, oh, so Wolverine's going to win easily. Uh, I don't Just because so. it's like, I mean, I get that. And it's just, you know, it's just like, oh, so this guy is really good at fighting, but mostly he relies on charm and being able to make people do what he wants. And ha- the fact that he's hard to hurt because he has adamantium skin. Except now Wolverine has a way to hurt his adamantium skin. Okay. So now it's just like, and the fact is, what was the point of giving Wolverine hot claws? We've never seen his hot claws since yeah, he came back I, to death. I'm like, actually bringing that up, but like I've never seen him use hot claws again, and that's kind of annoying. No, me. he used it once in that miniseries, and it's never been discussed now since then. Like, what was that? Hot claws? No what? more hot claws. No more hot claws? Okay. No. But I will say 
that they again are writing as if Solomon's going to be a reoccurring character. They're they're saying that he's going to be like his Moriarty or his Green Goblin or basically yeah, whatever. So. so he's probably going to come back. But I like the fact that they he's not like straight up. I hate you. Like he's not Sabretooth. Like Sabretooth used to come up to see Wolverine every year on his birthday just to beat the shit out of him. I don't think yeah. Solomon's going to be like that. I think Solomon there's going to be a lot that of chance. is more the Green Goblin than that. I mean, like when you know you have a guy out there who every year on your birthday is going to show up and try to kill you. Or hurt you in some not, way every not, year. Just beat the shit out you. Well, not even that. I mean, like, I think he was just out to hurt him. Like, if I can find a way to hurt Wolverine on his birthday, I'm gonna hurt Wolverine on his birthday. That's it. Like, you know. Yeah. One year Wolverine would just be out there on his birthday and be like, "Huh, 11:55. Nothing has happened. I guess it's okay. Not this year." And then he would go out to his car and find his tire slash and be like, "Damn you, Sabretooth! You yeah. couldn't let it go this year." Nah, it doesn't seem like that. But I, I like Solomon. I like I really. I think he's. I think he's gonna be an interesting character. Uh, just going through the last three. Marauders issue number 30, 13, We got to see Storm. Storm get her sword. She got her sword from Wakanda. She stole it. Uh, I'm not gonna say how that story goes, but I just want to say in on this instance, I actually, and not because she's an X Men, but I actually agree with Storm because it's the equivalent of. Black Panther had three days to get there to talk to Storm about why she needed the sword. She needed, she had three days to get the sword. She basically said that to everyone, and they were just like, just wait till Black Panther comes to comes back to Wakanda. He'll be here in a few days. She has literally three days, or the world will end, and they're just like, yeah, no, wait three days. This would be fine if it wasn't for the fact that it's the Marvel Universe, and Black Panther has shown several times he has teleportation technology. So he could have just brought his little happy ass over there, he had the conversation. Busy. He's busy, and she is an she is an X Men and an Avenger, and his former queen. If she says that the world is in danger and he needs to have a conversation, bring your ass to Wakanda and have the conversation. To be fair, simple, simple. To be fair, and I'm not being fair necessarily even to Black Panther. I'm just saying, if it was really that important, one of them should have probably said, "Can you get him on the phone or something, so we could talk about this? We don't need to be did, here. She but I need to talk that. to him." She basically did that, and nobody wanted to hear her nonsense. You're just like, whoa, Wakanda, Wakanda. Like, I mean, like, if the planet's done, there's no Wakanda no more. They weren't telling her to wait three days to see if, you know, T'Challa was going to let her have this thing. They were telling her to wait three days so T'Challa can tell you, you're not getting this thing because it's a Wakanda heritage heirloom. Like, no, you can't touch it. You can't leave with it. It's got to stay here. But you're not listening to us. So, look, if you just wait till T'Challa show up, maybe he could set you straight. That's what okay. they're waiting for. Uh, here's the thing. What part of if we don't take this sword, the world will end? Did they no. not? The world end every week in Marvel. Like okay. at this point, Wakanda's like, come on, man. Galactus was here just last week. The week before, Doctor Doom was like threatening to flip the polar ice caps. Now you just got to hear talking about you need a sword or the world gonna end. Like you said, there's a tournament and there's gonna be like twelve swords. How Ten. one sword gonna make the world end? Come on, man. Feel, figure this out for us. Ten. I'm, like, I'm, nah, we don't think that one sword is gonna stop the world from ending. Be for real. Galactus was just here. Thanos was just here. Infinity I'm saying, Gauntlets. I'm nah. Saying, one sword ain't it. Even if you don't believe it, have the, have the courage. Even if you don't believe it, it's fun of her. Why couldn't you just get on the FaceTime and just talk to her? You telling me all this technology, all this teleportation, you couldn't get her on FaceTime and just say some shit to her? If you didn't, if you felt that, if you didn't, if you didn't, the fact that you were even entertaining it means that you still think think highly of what her word is. So listen to what the fuck she's saying to you. They were being polite as a former royal to a former royal, but they were like, "Look, man, you're not getting this. Look, uh -huh. we got a whole mountain full of vibranium. You want to make a new sword? 
we can we can handle that for you. But we're not giving you this one. Nah, that wasn't the case. They needed that. She needed that sword, but they just wanted to play her. But that's cool. This Whatever. Is, this is like a family she, recipe. You can't have it. I'm sorry. You're not in the family no more. She go and bring it back. You know what? She probably not. It's gonna get. It's not melted. about bringing it back. Exactly. It's, it's going. Watch. Watch that sword get destroyed. It's gonna get melted or some shit. It's gonna but anyway, get destroyed in the fight. Storm ends up getting like, the sword. Well, sorry. Sword. sword uh, Storm ends up getting the sword. So now there's three people waiting for this sword as we stand. We have Magic, we have Wolverine, and we have Storm. So do they have to well, just like sit there and wait till the fight starts, like for three days? Because it feels I, like that's what they're just doing. It feels like that's what they're doing, and I hope that's not the case because they probably have to use the bathroom eventually. But let's not get into that. Mm -hmm. Next one, champions issue number one. The kids are not all right. I like that's what I'm calling it because it's basically yeah. them dealing with the fact that they can't be superheroes. Anyone under the age of 21 in the super in the Marvel universe is no longer allowed to be a superhero unless you are with a mentor, and most of the mentors are herbs. So none of the kids want to do that. So they are pretty much outlaws, and they have a meeting to basically discuss what they're going to move the next steps. And it gets bet, it gets crashed by uh. Get crashed by Cradle. Cradle, somebody. Yeah, Cradle. Cradle. That's that's a new organization that's tasked with catching them. And the ending and shows that the person who did it is actually v, it looks like it's VV Vision, which means that v Vision, yeah, who's basically gone missing for a while. Um, that sucks. And the last but not least, uh, issue number two of We Only Find Them With Their Dead. This is more backstory, more intrigue that was filled in for us. Remember, this is the one yep. where. Giant bodies flowing into space, and everyone harvests stones for organs because we harvested every fucking thing in the galaxy. So um, we got to see more backstory and why they made the decision to make this move. And you know, we're we're on our way to go investigate some shit. So yeah, that's mm -hmm. it. And that is all I like that book. At. Yeah, I, I like it too. The artwork is nice. The storyline definitely is feels like one of those books that will, in five to ten years, end up somehow a TV show. Like, what well, oh. we do a space show about finding space dead bodies? Yes, let's do this. Yeah, let's effing do this. See, I wish I had money because that would be the kind of thing. Like, okay, look, we don't own the rights to this, but we're gonna do a short film based on this. So, like, let's just do this. Yeah. And be like, sooner or later, one of these, someone will give us the rights to because it's going to be awesome. Like, let's start with that one. I'm for it. Uh, yeah. But that was all what we were looking at. Exactly. Exactly. So next up, the trailer park. Yeah. And we're um, talk about Fat Man. No, we're not going to talk about. That. We'll talk about that maybe last briefly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, we're going to do this out of order. I want to first talk about uh, Invincible. So Invincible, they finally dropped the Invincible trailer, and it looks amazing. They dropped it during Comic Con, I think, which in New York City Comic Con is going right now, but it's all virtual, so we're not attending, obviously, for COVID yeah. reasons. But um, yeah, they dropped Invincible. As if you don't know, Invincible is a story. It's a superhero comic written by Robert Kirkman, the same guy who wrote the Wa uh, The Walking Dead. And it is on the cover. It says the best superhero comic in the whole universe. And you know what? They have a good content. They have a good uh, a good case for that because I read the entire series. It was like 118 issues or something like that, and it was amazing. It did everything that I ever wanted to happen in a superhero comic. And more. I wish more people read it. It was so freaking dope. And now they're making it into an animated series. And if you didn't know from Invincible, Invincible is a very brutal comic. A lot of people die. You see heads explode. Eyes get popped out. People get cut in half and guts being exploded. And it looks like it's going with that same energy. But at the at the heart of it, it is a superhero origin story from a kid whose father is basically their version of Superman. I feel you may have oversold the blood and guts. It, I wouldn't call it brutal. But I would call it. Uh, Have you read the comic? More realistic. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, all it's of not it. Every issue. Yeah, it's not every issue though. No, it's not every issue. Yeah, it makes it sound like it's. It's just more like 
This is a, a more realistic the- take on superhero stuff. Like, bad things happen, and in this book, you will see them happen. But otherwise, the character, you know, the main character himself, is very Superman, Superboy-esque. You know, uh, he's, he's out there trying to do the right thing and all this, and his father is a superpowered hero who he ends up having to be against at a certain point because he finds his father is not as heroic as he thought. Dude, spoiler! It's not that much of a... Look, that, it's not that much of a spoiler. Spoiler. Still, all right, have you heard that? Look, in the, description, in, the, in the description itself, it says, except his father is the most powerful superhero on the planet. But as Mark develops powers, he discovers his father's legacy may not be as heroic as it seems. They put that in the description. That was exactly yeah, what I well, said. You don't know what the fuck that could have meant. Don't even say... You know what? We're stopping talking. But anyway, the point is, this is a brutal comic. It is. Don't listen to Andrew. Listen, I don't care how many, I don't care how many, what Andrew says. In the history of all your Superman comics, how often do you see Superman's guts being hang out? Because Mark's guts have been hung out of his body. a 12-year-old read this? What, Invisible? Uh, I have different words. Uh, Maybe? Maybe. A 12-year-old read the boys? Fuck no. Exactly. So it's not exactly the boys. That doesn't mean just because you go. That's going the way. And it's not exactly the walking. It's, it's not exactly the Walking way. Dead either. That's going way on the other side of the fucking uh, this, the spectrum. This is like that's not. This is like this is like the PG thirteen comic book. You know what? Yes, it is the PG thirteen comic yeah. book. But let's be yeah. honest. A lot of the comics. Some bad stuff it. happens, but not every issue. You can read this. And like, but when a big deal thing happens, it's possible some people are going to get very grotesquely hurt sometimes. Yeah, and die. But I will say, the boys is a rated R or NC seventeen comic is probably okay. more NC seventeen. Uh, a lot of the that is like uh, rated R for sure. Remember that's like rated R for sure. But I guarantee you, every comic that every, every most of Marvel and DC's shit is just rated G. So like, nah, I'd say it's rated PG. But uh, some of it, some of it. I mean, Wolverine. Just took his new sword and slashed some dude across the chest today, you know, and he was bleeding. And then he fell into lava and had to regenerate from being a skeleton. Yeah. It wasn't grotesque, but it was still rather violent. I mean, again, Wolverine is a hero who runs around with stabby claws, stabbing people. Like, there's no other way to put it. Wolverine's whole purpose is to stab you. That the official terminology, with his terminology for the thing, stabby claws? Yes. As we discussed, Wolverine has an arch nemesis who every year on his birthday comes to him wherever he is to beat the living hell out of him or potentially kill him. Well, that's not happening anymore. Like he used to. Not because he's... I mean, he's stuck in a hole right now. It probably will happen again later. Mm. Someone will dust this off. Yes. But But anyway, that's invincible. Uh, Check it. It's coming out 2021. We don't know when, but it looks great and um, I can't wait. Next, I'm going to... Let's talk about... The 355, which okay. is uh, uh, basically Charlie's Angels crank to 11. I don't know Charlie's Angels. Crank oh, yeah, 11. I guess it was. Yeah, Charlie's Angels meets... Uh, the, born ident- the Born Identity. Yeah, that's probably more it. It's probably more like, yeah. The... A-Team. I don't even know if that's it. Yeah, it's... it's. I don't want to say not- it's like Ocean's Eleven because it's like a team being formed by some high-shot like CI person. So it's a little bit of that that meets Charlie's Angels meets the Born Identity. Yeah, it's basically all, badass women just forming a team to take on missions that no one. It's like Mission Impossible if all the people were women doing missions that only no one else they could do. 
So the synopsis is when a top secret weapon falls in mercenary hands, a wildcard CIA agent joins forces with three international agents on a lethal mission to retrieve it while staying a step ahead of a mysterious woman who's tracking their every move. Uh, the cast is stacked. It has Jessica Chastain, as Sebastian Stan, as Penelope Cruz, as Lupa, and I can never pronounce her name, Lupita, Lupita Nango, uh, Jason Wong. It has a uh, yeah. Bing Bing Fan. Man. Yeah, this this is this got a bunch of people on it, but um yeah uh the trailer looks kind of dope. I love spy thriller type com uh movies, and this this is basically it's checking off all the boxes and it's pushing all the buttons. It it it's it's dope. It looks cool. Uh, fight scenes look well done. I like yep. the fight scenes that are well done. Um, the acting looks good. I, I'm gonna watch this. This is this is this is this is a this is a layup. I'm definitely gonna watch this. Supposed uh, to come out supposedly January fifteenth, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh, See where? It says like it doesn't say anything, but I think it might be theaters and like VOD because everything's going to VOD. But we'll talk about that later. But yeah, um, they're definitely planning for theaters, but we'll see if it actually happens to be theaters. Well, let's see what happens. Next up is uh, want to do Arch Enemy? Sure, because I just heard about this now today. Yeah, uh, Arch Enemy is a story about Max Fist, who claims to be a hero from another dimension, who fell through time and space to Earth, where he has no powers. No one believes his stories except for a local teen named Hamster. Hamster? Hamster. Okay. Yeah. Together, they take the streets to wipe out a local drug syndicate and its vicious crime boss known as the Manager. Hmm. So people go to him and go, I would like to speak to the manager. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, uh, Joe Manganiello is the titular star of this movie, Max Fist. It's supposed to be coming out uh, in theaters and on demand December 11th. Um, I like this trailer because it just basically, it's like Hancock, if Hancock did not really have superpowers. Yeah. Hancock had superpowers, but had lost them. Um, uh, from what I would get, it seems like you would probably question whether Joe Manganiello was being crazy and actually telling the truth or not. But from mm-hmm. the trailer, it basically seems like Joe Manganiello is telling the truth. He is some sort of hero because he basically ends up hearing that these kids need help, coming in to save them and saving them. And then yeah. working with them to kind of take out this drug lord, uh, even though he is powerless, but he is still a hero. Um, yeah. And yeah. So, violent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. So it's definitely violent because, you know. You got no power, so all you can do is punch and kick and shoot things. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks good. And I mean, Joe Manganiello is he's clearly a very large man. So yes. uh, you know, the fact that he hasn't really been in any superhero movies outside of guest starring in Batman v Superman as Deathstroke briefly for like a hot minute. Uh, oh, that was him. He's, he's, yeah, he was he was the one who played Deathstroke. He was supposed to be the cinematic Deathstroke. Oh. Um, but, you know, God knows if any of that's going to happen because, you know, they'll just be like, well, we have three death strokes because, you know, continuity is not a thing. We just make good movies. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, continuity is not a thing. We just make movies. So, there we go. Correct it. Correct it. Um, oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, this looks like it'd be fun, though. I mean, it looks like it'll it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's coming out pretty soon. Okay. Um, next is uh, Chick Fight. Chick Fight. Yeah, so Chick Fight is basically Fight Club, but more funny, and it is starring uh, Alan, Alan Ackerman and Bella Thorne are the yeah. two big ones. Yeah, Mala Ackerman, I know her from uh, The Billions. She was Mrs. Axelrod, so 
Belushi was also in uh, what's that movie with what's his face? Um, Hall Pass, I believe that was also a movie she was in. Oh, so she does a lot of good stuff. She was that, you know, that lady that tried to get a Hall Pass with. She was also in Twenty Seven Dresses. She was in Watchmen. She played Silk Spectre. Um, Oh, that was her. Yes, yes, she was uh, the daughter of Silk Spectre. Silk Spectre too. Yeah. yeah, I did yeah, not like that. Billions, Children's Hospital. She was in the Rampage movie, um, the Comeback, Trophy Wife. She's been in a lot of things yeah. over the years. I met your mother. Yeah, Alan Ackerman's pretty good, but uh, yeah, so chick fight. Uh, yeah, down on her luck. Anna, Anna Homecom is introduced to an underground fight, all female fight club. In order to turn the mess of her life around, she discovers she's more personally connected to the history of the club than she could ever imagine. So, yeah, um, Bella Thorne, Melon Ackerman, Alec Baldwin, Julie Michaels, Kevin Conley, Kevin Nash, Dominique Jackson, uh, a lot of little names here and there. Um, I'd seen a comment, and it was kind of surprising, too. They're like, so they couldn't get any of these female fighters to be in this movie. Yeah. Which kind of seems correct when you think about it. Like, yeah, there's a lot of female fighters out there. None of them happen to be in this movie. But I don't think it's going to suffer for that, so I think it's okay, too. Yeah. And also Dulcie Sloan, who was in uh, 10 Things You Don't Know. She's on The Daily Show. Uh, she was on The Boys, or a short for The Boys. Um, so, yeah. It definitely looks really funny. So, I kind of want to see it. Yeah. All right. And it's um, supposed to be coming out. When was the no, date? November 13, 2020. November 13, 2020. So, more than likely, again, another man yeah. somewhere. Oh, boy. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right, um, real quick, just want to, Andrew, do you want to go with <laughs> Fat Man and just <laughs> do it? I really don't want to touch this one with a 10 foot pole. Okay. Um, and you know why, but go ahead, go I for mean, it. I mean, most people know why. I mean, but, you know. So, um, a trailer came out for a movie called Fat Man this week. Fat Man, um, let's just see when it's coming out. It's coming out this year. Fat Man stars Mel Gibson. So. That will either determine your interest in this or not, uh, probably immediately. Uh, for Sam, not so much. But uh, yeah, it's basically the story of Santa Claus, except he's Santa Claus is played by Mel Gibson. So you can imagine what that Santa Claus is probably like. Um, he apparently gives a child a lump of coal for Christmas because he's a little shit. This child proceeds to respond by swearing a blood oath to kill the fat man because he's done fucked up now. Um, and by he hires an assassin to do so. So an assassin is now looking for Santa Claus to kill him and murder him, and Santa Claus is trying to fight back. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, don't forget that the Santa uh-huh. Claus is also, at this current time, being uh, commissioned by the U.S. military for a job. Yes, he is, which he'll do one, one job for them. But, yeah, so he's Santa. He's doing this job. Yeah, he still has the reindeers. Apparently, he still has the elves that work for him because we see elves at an army base eating with the army's recruits, and they're eating lots of sugary foods and pies and desserts. Uh, yeah, so magic exists, but it's realistically taken. And Santa doesn't apparently appear to love uh, his portrayal to the world because, you know, they think he's this jolly, weird guy, and he's not. He's a guy who drinks and smokes and carries a gun and will kill you and mrs claus might be black i'm not certain i don't know he kisses 
a lady is. at the end. So there you go. Uh, some coffee for his cream. Ho, ho, ho. Ha, Santa ha, ha. Claus, Batman. Uh, it's coming out at some point. I don't see a release date for this anywhere. It says yeah. 2020, the trailer. Um, yeah. It's very much done. So I'm, I'm assuming soon. And again, it's Mel Gibson. So it's probably not coming to theaters. So it's probably soon. So take that as it is. Watch it if you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, ho, motherfucking ho. Oh, ho, motherfucking ho. Um, Mel Gibson <laughs> is a piece of shit, and I don't support him. So anyway, moving on. November 17th, 2020. Yeah, Santa Claus must contend with a hitman sent from a disappointed child. There yeah. you go. All right. So, uh, next one. Is it worthy? Uh, this is a segment where we talk about several different things that we found around the web on, on, on the news that we thought that you should know. But we're going to give ourselves about seven-ish minutes to cover it. And then we'll, you know, everything else we'll just quickly summarize. So, what are we going to start with? Andrew, which one do you want to go for? We should just go from the top. All right. Well, fuck it. First things up, She-Hulk. Uh, yeah. She-Hulk might have a young Bruce a young, uh, young Bruce Banner in the NCU. She's blah, 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 blah. Young Bruce Banner is going to show up in She-Hulk. Basically, that's what we're hearing from this. Uh, yes. I don't know who they're going to cast for that. I don't know if they're going to age down. Uh, what's his name? The guy who plays Mark Ruffalo. I don't think Mark, so. No. I don't think they're going to do that. So they're probably. The way they seem to describe this is it's a very young Bruce Banner, like child Bruce Banner or something like that with his cousin. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it's, uh, honestly, I don't think it's worthy. I think it's just like, okay, yeah. we're going to see some of Bruce Banner's past and someone will play a child version of him. Cool. Cool. I mean, it's fine. I'm whatever. Uh, no big deal. All right. I agree. Show me when you're done. So, uh, next one, uh, October 13th, we're supposed to be getting another Apple event. Uh, Indeed. And the new iPhone is going to be revealed. Yeah, possibly five new iPhones. Oh, for reals? Yeah, they're going to have apparently a bunch of different sizes. Oh, so right. There's going to be five different sizes. There possibly is going to be a HomePod Mini uh, mm-hmm. for 100 bucks. Um, there may be Air, Air Tags finally, so you can slip something into your loved one's clothing or bag. And always know where they are, or just attach it to your dog's necklace so you can always track your dog. As oh, long so as they, they happen to be somewhere near an iPhone. Oh, so they're coming for tiles now. Oh, yeah, no, tiles, no, they're coming for tiles. Tiles is not happy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they're because if you don't know, the way the current iPhones and all the Apple devices currently work is that they can all communicate with each other via Bluetooth no matter where they are, um, even if they're not on Wi Fi. So if you were to lose, say, your MacBook or even your iPad and you had it set up properly, if your iPad is in the vicinity of another iPhone, iPad, or MacBook that has internet connect- connection, your iPad could talk to it and be like, I'm over here. Tell Andrew I'm over here. And it would tell them, you, on your phone or wherever your device you are, this is where your thing is. Because it would be able to send a message to you. Now, the devices in between don't know it's actually doing that. It just is kind of using these devices as a as a line to kind of track and go back to you and say, "Hey, I'm over here." So that's what these new tile things or these air tags might do. Like, you know, you lose your dog, but you have an air tag on it. Okay, if your dog has walked anywhere near someone with an iPhone, you can find your dog. It will tell you. It's so, not bad. Or if somebody kidnaps your dog, 
and they don't take the tag off, then yes, you will know exactly where your dog is. And you can go, that's my dog, bitch. Trust me, I've already started thinking whether or not I'm going to air tag my daughter. I can see why that can be a hard choice. I mean, you know, I don't plan for her to be away from me, but I can but. track her now forever. Let me attach this to your zipper, kid. Good to go. Know where you're at. All right. All right. Next, uh, Netflix orders a new Godzilla anime series. How many have there been? I feel like it's been like three or four now. About, like, I think three or I think about four. Uh, the show is going to be called Godzilla Singular Point. It won't have anything to do with the Netflix's film trilogy that it did. And um, so, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. We're, nice we're, we're getting a Godzilla anime. Yay. I guess these things, uh, you know, they do well. Because there's been a lot of Godzilla on Netflix. So. I guess so. This one I'm upset about. Uh, Japan's Super Nintendo World will open in spring 2021. Nintendo has announced that its first theme park will belatedly open at Universal Studios Japan in Osaka next spring. Yeah. Super Nintendo World was originally planned to open before the 2020 Olympics, but the date was pushed back, along with the games, due to COVID-19. I want to go to Nintendo World. I, I so want to go to Nintendo World. Yes. You have no idea. Um, but yeah, it's actually open in Florida too, actually. But God knows, Florida is Florida. Yeah, Florida is mm-hmm. Florida. Uh, just uh, real quick for blah, 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 blah. Uh, this, I consider it worthy, and for the Godzilla thing, I'm kind of a meh on it. Yes, agreed. All right. Uh, next, uh, Whoopi Goldberg confirms that she will make uh, Sister Act uh, three. Uh, I don't go. know about you, but I loved Sister Act when I was a kid, so this is I cool. Did. So it, you know, it gave us a perfectly sane Lauren Hill until she turned into Lauren Hill. Yeah, the I artist. I forgot about that. But yes. yeah, uh, basically, when asked, she uh, Whoopi Goldberg said, "He's like, why well, they didn't make a? Why well, haven't they made a Sister Act three? Because for a long time, people they kept saying that no one wants to see it." She said, and and then quite recently, it turns out that maybe that might, that may not be true. People may want to see it, so working diligently to try to find out how to get the gang together and come back. Uh, it feels like it would be easy to do. I feel like it would. I mean, everyone that's there is pretty much not doing anything. I don't know if they. Were, you don't have to use the exact same cast from two. You could just as long as you got some of the systems. I mean, something else. A lot of them are dead now, probably. But some of them are still alive, like Kathy Najimy and, uh, you know, um, the girl who played the young nun, whose name I don't know if anyone knows. But she sang well. She really did. Yes. Although, who, who was the Mother Superior? Was that? Uh, That's McGonagall. Yeah. Harry Who's Potter. that again? What's her I name? Forget. But she's still alive. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, so she could totally come back, even if she's like old. I don't like really old because she was also in what's its face. She was in um, oh, Downton Abbey. Oh, crap. right. Yeah, she was she in Downton was... Abbey. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, shucks. Yeah. 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 All right. She played Professor McGonagall, and uh-huh. she is still around. Maggie Smith. That's what I thought her name was. Maggie Smith. Right. There you go, Whoopi. Hurry the hell up before Maggie Smith, you know, kicks the bucket. She's eighty-five. She ain't got time to wait. Yeah. All right. Uh, and last but not least, NBA 2K21, uh, next-gen next gen gameplay revealed. Um, I'm going to say, honestly, I don't play uh, any of the NK, 
uh, 2K21 or 2K. I don't play any of the 2K NBA games. I don't play sports. You don't games. play basketball video games. I don't play any sports video games to be honest with you because I always I'm not trying to be uppity or anything, but I always felt that if you want to play a sports video game, just fucking go outside and play sports. But like, um, how elitist of you, sir? I I know. I feel. I've, this is just for me. I just I don't care. I would rather mm. play something that I know I can't do, like you know, shoot fire, than like you know, play basketball because I can play basketball, or I can just watch basketball. I watch basketball, and that coming from that point of view, I'm saying this game looks freaking gorgeous because exactly. Lord knows. You put this on and watch this instead of watching real basketball. Yeah, seriously, this looks really good. Like the you see the sweat dripping off of people. You can see everything. You see Seth Curry's doing the little. The mouth guard chewing thing that he does while he's trying to decide, you know, whether or not he's going to drop another three on your ass. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, yeah. I haven't played uh, NBA 2K in a couple of years because I don't know anyone playing basketball right now besides Steph Curry and LeBron James. But um, it made me want to play it just to see it on my TV because it looked really good. Um, and of course, by next year, it only costs $10. So if I wait a year, I can still play it for even less uh, when NBA 2K2 comes out. So we'll see. Yeah, so we I will still see. Play it. All right. Cool. It does look and, pretty. Yes, it does. And that is, is it worthy? Yes. So, yeah, uh, we're going to, so, so right now we're going to go to our closing discussion. Um, We got two. But first, an ad from our sponsor, Blue Chew, bluechew.com. It makes your dick hard. No, we don't have a sponsor. Never mind. Oh, man. Do we get blue juice? Because if we got blue juice sponsoring, I could totally make a whole bunch of dick hard jokes. Also, my laptop is dying. Damn it. Uh, wow. Yeah. But yeah, so let's go on this topic. Do you want to plug it in? Uh, quick break. Do, 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 okay. do, do. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Laptops okay. run out of energy. That's they so do. hilarious. That's what they do. Yeah. All right. So, main topic, time. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, two topics. First... Okay, so can we uh, seriously give VOD a real shot? Because um, theater delays galore, ladies and gentlemen. Theater de- delays galore. Um, Never. Because, so, look, all right. So here, let's just give you basically the rundown of what's going on. Tenant uh, opened up with only $20 million over Labor Day weekend. Okay? So that's when it came out. It came out the Labor Day weekend, and it only made $20 million. That is a lot of money for, like, a movie back in the older days, but uh, Tenet had like $100 million worth of stuff to do for it, like uh, to produce the movie. So $20 million isn't really that great. Um, and no movie has, it didn't even make it past $30 million by September 13th. And now it's uh, past $300 million global, but basically it's not making, with all the stuff that it had to go, it needed to make uh, $450 million to break even. Who knew Americans were so important to the movie industry? Who knew? But yeah, that movie was determined, determined to come out on fucking yeah. in fucking theaters because Nolan it is was. a purist and it has to be in theaters. And this was going to be the movie that brings the movie people back to the movie theaters. And you know what? It didn't. It didn't. And then maybe he should have made a Batman movie if he wanted people to come back to the theaters so much. Dude, yeah, that's a Batman movie would probably wouldn't bring people back either. Maybe it brought it, more people to the movies than Tenet did. It would have made, I guarantee you, instead of making $20 million, it would have made like $25 million. It wouldn't have brought that many people back. Um, but anyway, that is what, this is, that's what, what happened then. Now, Actually, we're one thing, about, I'm sorry, I just want to say, I don't necessarily know if that's true, because I had a thought and I had a conversation about this very thing this week, and I said to myself, 
if Avengers Endgame had come out this year, in May, this year, and it was in theaters, I would have been waiting till my family fell asleep. I would have snuck out of the house wearing three masks, and I would have sat my ass in the theater and watched Avengers Endgame. There would have been no goddamn way I would have missed that movie. And I feel like that, that would have made more than $20 million. People would be like, no, no, no. This is Endgame. Tenet, not so much. Okay. If you make another Batman movie, then I still say it's going to make $30 million. Avengers Endgame was literally a once-in-a-lifetime movie yes. experience. That yes. was 21 movies culminating yes. into one movie. That yes. doesn't count. That's different. That's I don't know, man. That's it would have definitely done worse than it did. But oh, no. It would have made... I mean, there would have still been a lot of us in the theaters going like, uh, all right, man, you stick a, you stay a seat away from me. Like, but... Yeah, no. Respect oh, you. Almost here. definitely. I, I honestly, I'm standing here right now at... If it came out in May, standing here saying saying it right now, I don't know if I would or not. I don't know. I, I would have been there. Know. I would have been I, there. I can't I say for 100% that. I would have been wrapped up and I would have stripped my clothes in the car and thrown them in the garbage bag when it finished. But I would have been there. Um, but yeah, all right. So I say all that to say this. Basically, a bunch of other movies have been delayed. So Universal delays Jurassic World Dominion uh, to 2022. Uh, then we then we have Batman, The Flash, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Black Adam, all delayed. Then we got Matrix Four is being delayed. Then we got also I'll say moved Doom. up. Matrix Four got moved up, not delayed. Sorry, yeah, it got moved up. But I'm pretty sure that movie is going to come out on video on demand, and it wouldn't hurt as bad as if it comes out in theaters. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I feel as though if Matrix if Matrix Four well, that's it, Matrix Reloaded. If Matrix Four came out in VOD, it wouldn't do as bad. Like it wouldn't be as big of a bummer if that came out like we'll see. we'll see but anyway dune and godzilla king kong godzilla versus king kong has also been delayed i'm actually excited to see godzilla versus king kong because i actually love godzilla king of the monsters so it's kind of sucks too but whatever no i watched godzilla versus king kong i don't think that's a movie that you have to delay you can release that just to vod back. release it to vod and I, I feel like people will they're gonna watch it that way like yes VOD. i don't know if godzilla and king kong still put butts in seats no, it wouldn't have, because like that was I. I went there with my friend James. Shut up, how are you doing, James? Uh, and that was an empty theater. I gotta be honest with you. It was like during the middle of the. It was like a Thursday, I think. And like after like after work hours, it was like six or seven or something like that. But still, there was I want to say me, him, his wife, and four other people in the theater. And that was just like the week it came out. So what the hell, right? Um, uh, we covered last year, I mean, last year, we covered last episode, No Time to Die has been delayed, and Daniel Craig himself said, now isn't the right time to release this movie. And Not if you want money. Not if you want money. Uh, theaters have already said that they weren't going to be, Sony has said that they will not release any $100 million costing movie or more out this, and until this is taken care of. So they're all delayed. And last but not least, Pixar's Soul is skipping theater release altogether and being released on Disney Plus Christmas. Makes sense. So, he, I say all that to say this. Why the hell aren't we just releasing stuff into VOD? I mean... Because not everybody has the channel. That's the problem. VOD is not a channel. This no, so it is a channel. No, yes. it isn't. Because it's, like, I, there's VOD on there's VOD on Sling. There's VOD on Amazon Instant Videos. There's VOD on, like, your own personal little devices. So, you could, like, like, Disney Plus released its own VOD version. I get that. VOD is just a catch-all phrase for I don't video on demand. Like, I don't feel like as many people buy things on VOD. I feel like more people have like the subscription services. Okay. 
Like, so, I feel like there's still a lot of people, but I feel like there's not as many people doing it. And, like, for something like Pixar Soul, it makes perfect sense because Disney now has the channel. They have this service. They know if they get you to sign up for this movie, the likelihood is you're going to stay, like, at least 10 to 15% of people or something like that. Some amount of people are going to stay signed up for a second month, and they're going to get money out of them. Yep. And if they stay for a month or two, they'll probably stay for, like, six months, uh, and they'll make more money. Like, Pixar Soul, like, I'm sure, would do well in the theaters, but it's a family movie. So, if families are looking for something to watch around the holidays, and they don't have Disney+, Plus, this is the perfect thing to get them to come in. I would, like, what I would so do if makes, I was... That makes sense to me. It's a complete sense. What I would do with Disney is, I would be, like, ever generous, and give Disney Plus for free for seven days. Too late for that. No more, no more free. No more free? No more. They, they gave it for free for a couple months. No more free. Now they got content that people want to see. Stuff is coming out now. I don't know. It just, you know, they got the they got Wandavision coming. They got the Mandalorian season two. They got Soul. You know, they had Hamilton. I think Hamilton was that cut off. Like it was free up until then. Now mm-hmm. we got stuff y'all want. You know, it's coming down the pipeline now. Like, you know, even what's its face? Uh, you know, the Secret Society of Secondborn. I might watch that tonight with my family because I was watching the trailer, and then I realized Andy Mack was the lead person in it. She's a girl from another Disney Channel show. Yeah, they rotate them. Yes, but I didn't realize she was the lead. And I just somehow never put the face to the face. And I was like, wait, that is her. But she doesn't look like a child anymore. She looks like a teenager. So I'm like, oh, cool. But, um, yeah. So here's here's the thing. I'm going to say the thing is the thing. We, I, well, we, the theaters should come up with their own VOD streaming thing. They should really take... They really should, because here's the thing. Regal Cinema is now closing all 543 of its venues in the United States. That's like the third, either the second or the third biggest theater yeah. chain in all of the world. Closing. Uh, AMC is saying that they're going to keep their theaters open, but we've already established that AMC doesn't have any good judgment anyway, so, and they're probably going to get bankrupt in a few anyway, so that, that isn't, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I think AMC still has more money than Regal, that's why they're, they're doing that. Yeah, but for how long? Because, again, they don't make great choices. Somebody's going to buy one of them, they're, or one of them is going to buy the other one, I think, by the end of all this. Sure. But anyway, um, uh, so I, what I think they should do is the theater should come together, make some type of, put some money together that they have, make a VOD something that everyone has access to, like, you know, whatever channel or whatever thing, watch it wherever, and release a lot of these theater, a lot of these movies straight to VOD. I mean, I understand you can also have it in theaters, but... What you could do is also release it to VOD at around the same time, like within a week or something, so you could actually make some of that money back. Because delaying these movies is just—it's not costing you anything, I guess. But the people, problem places are but, dying. Yeah, theaters are dying off. The problem is, even if they did that, that's not going to save theaters. That just saves the corporate company. Like these same theaters, they're still going to close because that's they're not going to be able to pay their employees. This is just a means to keep the corporate entity going. No, that's what and, I'm saying. The theater should come together to make it, so that way they get some yeah. profit off of that. The problem is, even if they make it, the studios have to play ball. And if the studios don't want to play ball, then it's no big thing. Because now you're you're asking the studios, who technically have all the cards, they have all the movies, to say, hey, we made this now streaming service. Uh, you know, we want to sell these things or rent these things to people um, for a certain price, and we'll cut you in. And you know, you got studios like Disney, and they're like. No, we don't have to do that. We have Disney Plus. We don't have to deal with you. We could just release it on this and make all the money ourselves. 
or, you know, various other ones, which are kind of owned by several other corporate entities. You know, what WB? They're owned by AT&T and they have HBO. If they really want to release this, they can release it on HBO Max. You know, there's talk that Wonder Woman 2 is going to come to streaming now by the end of the year, that they've decided not holding it anymore and they're going to release it to streaming. So the likelihood is it's going to come to HBO Max because they have the, the channel to deliver it. I don't, I don't think theaters actually making their own thing is going to save them because there's no reason that anyone has to play ball with them. Like these theaters could probably go to these same movies could go to Netflix probably right now. And Netflix could probably drop them $200 million, $300 million to get one of these movies. And then it'd be a a huge event. Like Netflix has a new bond movie and they could get total eyes and impressions on it. So Um, I don't uh, know. In your opinion, do you think what's probably going to happen instead is we're going to get like a lot of these movie companies either if they if they're not already part of an ecosystem which has a streaming option that they're going to either buy one of their own or make personal deals with other places like Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. I would more almost see like these movie studio companies almost making their own streaming service if it if they thought it would benefit them more. Because then they could just be like, look, when our movies come out on the service, we obviously get this cut for every viewer who watched it or whatever like that or everything. I mean, the truth is the only way any of these services really make money is to – they have to set up a service where it's like a rental. And they would have to just be like, you don't own this movie when you get it. Yeah. Rental. You rent it. Yeah, that's and, it, the whole point. And you still have to figure out that price cost that's going to be right in the sweet spot for people to actually go like – like Disney Plus had Mulan for 30 bucks. Like thirty bucks for a family of four is still extremely cheap for a night of the movies. Twenty bucks. But, but even still, there's gonna be people who are like, Oh, it's twenty bucks? Oh, but they said it's gonna be like free on the service in three months. I mean, Mulan is free now on Disney Plus. Yeah. So like if you didn't watch it for the last three months, oh well you didn't have to spend any money. Like you just have to wait a little while and watch everything else you could watch out there in the meantime and just let this be a thing for later. Like I feel like movie delays don't mean the same thing as delays of like other things. Cause it's just like, all right, well I can't see this movie this weekend cause it's not coming out now until next month. I'll just find something else to watch in the meantime. Like, you know, for my two hours that I was going to spend tonight watching this, I'll watch something else. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's a, there's a good answer. I don't think there's a, a one, like one thing fits all kind of solution. I feel uh, that. Yeah. I think movie theaters are just going to end up, they're going to end up changing by the end of this. They're going to end up suffering. And the whole yeah. movie industry is going to change because people are going to realize, well, we can't have that crap happen to us again and uh, not make money if this ever occurs. So, yeah, we need to not be so dependent on this thing and make sure that if it ever happens, we are good to go and we can continue business as usual. So I think that's just, yeah, I think that's what's happening. Everybody's trying to figure out what this new normal will be so that this doesn't ever occur. This situation doesn't ever happen to affect them going forward again. And yeah, it's yeah. We're, we're gonna lose some people in the way. We're gonna lose some some businesses and some people and some some buildings. That sucks. Yeah, that's thing. But yeah, the Batman, Flash, Shazam. I don't know. Every DC movie is delayed. So. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, Marvel uh, has like three on the can that are done, and nobody's said anything about Morbius forever, and that's been done for a long time too. It's been done. It's done. It's post production. Morbius was. Morbius was done done. Like, what was Morbius's original release date? Morbius movie release date. Like, originally, I think it was supposed to be, like, May it was supposed to come out. It was supposed, okay. The Morbius movie's original release date. Okay, no, that was... I'm sorry, this is the new release date. Because I'm seeing that's March 2021. 
But like Morbius' original release date was July thirty first, twenty twenty. So it was supposed so to be this year. So yeah, this all started in March. So it was supposed to be out this summer as a movie. So that, that movie has long since been done. I ain't never heard a word about it being delayed, <laughs> like coming to anything else. It's done, done, sitting there. You know, and we have no idea what it's going out. And Venom Two is probably done too, but God knows. I wouldn't be surprised if Sony starts releasing their shit through PlayStation only, like some type of streaming service. Nah, they won't. They won't do that. They just yeah. got rid of their whole PlayStation TV like channel. So I don't even think. Oh, they did. Damn, they did. Oh well, never mind. Yeah. I retract my previous statement. But all right, um, mm-hmm. that's all that on that. But yeah. Well, Venom is now June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. So we'll see. Speaking of Venom, so mm-hmm. uh, speaking of Sony and um, just weird shit. Yeah. What what is going on with Sony slash Marvel's uh, Spider Man three? Okay, so um, as you know, there's been two Spider-Mans that have been co-produced by uh, Marvel, was been produced by uh, Marvel and Sony working together. Uh, this is the Tom Holland Spider-Man that you know and love. Uh, first was Homecoming, and the second one was Far From Home. Yes. Um, both were great. Uh, now there's a third movie coming out, Spider-Man. Uh, we have no, we don't no know name. name. We have no name for it. Yeah, I'm just probably, saying Homeless. Yeah, Homeless. The way <laughs> it ended, not, it kind though, of. At this point. The, the way it ended, it had uh, J.K. Simmons coming back to re- um, to play Joey Jonah Jameson, basically revealing Spider-Man's identity to the world, um, and also framing him, and basically saying that he was the one who started all, killed a bunch of people, so he's going to look really bad for Spider-Man. So we were interested in what, the, what this means for Spider-Man. But um, recently, we've been getting a lot of news that uh, some other stuff is going to be going down. So first, what happened, and we covered this last podcast, Jamie Foxx is going to be coming back. He's going to be playing the Electro, Electro, uh, in it. And he, he says he's not going to be blue anymore, but that that's going to go there. Jamie Foxx is coming in to play Electro. Now, if you don't know what that means, Jamie Foxx was Electro in the last iteration of Spider-Man that was played by Andrew Garfield. Uh, that one only made it to two movies, and he was the one of the bad, the big bads in that movie. So he's coming back. He's playing Electro. That's kind of interesting. Then we start hearing that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are being talked to about coming to see in this movie. And so we're just like, Bar? does that mean we're going to get multiple Spider-Mans in this movie? And yes. then we hear that ben- ben- Benjamin Cumberbatch is going to be... Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch, my bad. Uh, <laughs> did you know his fans are called Cumberbitches? Yes, I've heard that once. <laughs> anyway, he's going to be playing Doctor Strange as he, you know, he's going to be in the Spider-Man three movie. He's going to be in it, and he's supposed to be taking on a like uh, almost a mentor role similar to Tony on Spider-Man. Okay, does so, he have a mustache and a goatee? Well, he's Spider-Man's mentor. Yeah, basically, that's kind of how he rolls. I'm pretty um, sure Uncle Ben has a mustache and a goatee when we finally see a picture of him. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. He looks like he's going to be swarmy looking. But anyway, uh, next, uh, Kirsten Dunst and Dan DeHane are also are being talked about. Uh, are being talked to as well. If you remember, Kirsten Dunst was Mary Jane in the first iteration of Spider-Man with Tony McGuire, and Dane DeHane was uh, Harry, Osborn. Harry Osborn in the second version with Andrew Garfield. I know this is complicated, but I mean, it gets worse. Uh, Tom Hardy is also being tapped. To, like I just This came out a couple days ago. That they're, they're talking about Tom Hardy coming in as Venom to be in the Spider-Man 3 movie. And last but not least, Benjamin Cumberbatch is being in his next film that he's supposed to be in is going to be Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Okay. 
also, apparently it's going to spin out from WandaVision and Wanda potentially creating uh, alternate realities or something, or accessing them somehow. But I don't think Doctor Strange being in this Spider-Man 3 movie is a coincidence. No. It's so, the Marvel Universe, so we already know. There's continuity. It's not a coincidence. Okay, so, so, we have all this data. Let's move it around, start trying to make these pieces fit. What do we think? I think multiverse, obviously you agree. Some type of yes, multiverse shenanigans. I think it's pretty clear what's happening. Sony made Into the Spider-Verse, and then they were like, we could do this again with real people and make a lot of money. Let's do this. Yeah, that's exactly that's what it looks like. Do yeah. you think, because I have this dream of big dream that not only do they do this, but they somehow make it so that these characters show up in the animated Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse movie and vice versa. Like, so we get Miles Morales shows up in there as a live action person and like, you know, Andrew Garfield goes over there. Like, they, like this all, this whole multiverse thing gets all swiggled around and we get like animated I mean, versions of those characters. I mean, it's possible. I mean, that would be the easiest thing to potentially ever do. So it's not a very hard thing to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've already said they're probably going to do a second a- animated one as well. So I mean, they know they're yeah. dead to that. And they said they're yeah. going to do a spinoff with a uh, Gwen and like pretty much make it like a A A Force, but Spider Woman. Yeah, so I mean, that's I think that's that's a pretty much given. If they want these guys to be in the animated one, they'll be in the animated one. I'd be more interested in seeing. Well, would the animated guys now be in the Spider Man three? Yeah, no. Is Nick would... Cage going to show up as Spider Man Noir? If he's in the full costume, I don't see why not. Let him be in that movie. Cast someone to be uh, Young Miles to be in there. Get the get the uh, midlife crisis Spider Man. Get Gwen. Get him. Well, technically, get midlife Spider-Man. crisis Spider Man can just be Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. There's really yeah, no reason yeah. he can't no, be that. No, he really guy. he really can't. There is no <laughs> reason why he can't be that guy. He could be midlife no. crisis Spider Man. That's actually perfect. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I, I this 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 is this has the potential to be. Pretty much another Avengers Endgame in the level of how ridiculous this would be if it got came off the ground. Yeah, I I don't I know if I trust cautiously, it, but uh, sure. optimistic. cautiously optimistic because Sony can always screw the pooch on this as they've so done. Then, why not? Why Dane DeHane? Why not get uh, you know James Franco? Who says they're not? I mean, I guess they could. I would much rather. I guess I could leave Dane DeHane in there. I'd rather they get Willem Dafoe for Goblin. Who says they don't? Yeah, but then then you'd have to either say like, are you going to keep them, or are you going to have a second Norman in the MCU and have like another Goblin? There's three Spider-Man so far. I don't think we care about that no more. I don't think that. I don't think that's like. That's fair. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I can't. Yeah, I can't get excited for this too much still because it's still Sony. Like, I, I know Marvel probably has their finger somewhere in there, going, "Okay, this is a good pudding, but let's not put any fucking raisins in it. Come on, let's calm down." I just say that because because Doctor Strange is doing the multiverse of madness, and because WandaVision is clearly going to have something to do with the multiverse, that they, Marvel probably has a bigger hand in this than we think. But yes. this is a perfect way for them to make a lot of kachingos and make all the fans feel some type of weird spider nostalgia. And because everyone always says like, "Who's the best Spider-Man? Who's the version?" Uh, Toby Maguire was a thing. Andrew Garfield. Now he gets to see him decide. 
Now we just get to see it. Everyone gets to be on the same screen. Everyone so, can be big and so else. The only thing I have to say then is who directs this movie and do they make Sam Raimi direct it? Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi directs this movie. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi directs this movie. I mean, Sam directly helps direct this movie. Whoever they have, because they have the first, the guy who did the first two directing this movie, but I'm saying he helps, or whatever, a writer, a like facilitator. That feels right. That feels good. The uh, only thing I'd say is um, um, the guy who directed the Amazing Spider-Man movies, one and two, you don't get to touch anything. Sorry. I, I honestly no. believe that a lot of this was not him. This was Sony interfering. That's what I've been hearing. That it was a lot of it was because of Sony interfering. That's why the movie went to shit. Because Andrew Garfield was like the script was great before they started changing shit. So you don't get to come though. Still, <sighs> leave that person alone. But yeah, that's uh, those are that's what we have on Spider Man. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's it. You want to talk about anything else? Um, I think that's it too. I wonder still if we'll get Morbius and involved in this because again. Oh. This this movie doesn't feel like it was leading to a multiverse movie when, uh, you know, Far From Home came out. It felt like it was leading to a Sinister Six movie. That's what it felt like to me. So now to like have it have all these things coming out, like this feels like it's now leading to a Spider Verse movie. Which again, you could have some of these villains in place, but it doesn't. It feels like you're now making a completely different movie than you'd be making. So ah. I don't I don't know how I feel about this yet because it just feels completely like out of the blue in a way. Like, if this movie I, was done and it was like, oh, Spider-Man 4, we have all these people coming back. Okay, fine. But, like, that doesn't feel like the movie you were setting out to make, guys. It feels like you were setting out to make something different. I don't know. Maybe, you know, because Sony changes their minds. Like, they change their shorts. They so do. Maybe and that's Sony. what worries me the most about all this news. It's like, yeah, this is a great sounding idea. But what happened to the other idea? Who is knows? Maybe they tried... They probably are making that into its own individual movie. How? What? The, no. All the Sinister Six? Why? No, it doesn't need to be an individual movie. No, no, Why? none of this. We do not need the, the the Vulture. We do not need Venom. We do not need Morbius. We do not need the Shocker and the Scorpion. The I don't think this Venom is going to be in the Six. Fine, but we don't need Mysterio and all these other people and the Shocker and the Scorpion in a Sinister Six movie. We don't need that. We just need them to show up to get revenge on Spider-Man. You already set it up that J. Jonah Jameson is there. And what did he do in the past in the comics? He gave Scorpion the money to have the Scorpion suit. We have that now put in place. We can spin it from that ending. No. I don't. We don't need all that crazy hoopla and whatever. Just give me a Sinister Six movie. Give me pictures of Spider-Man. No. <laughs> all right. And that's Andrew's last word on that. I worry that Sony's going to mess this up. Oh, I do too, but I want... We'll just pray to my lord, Kevin Feige. Oh, Feige, Atha in heaven, hallowed be thy name. All right, so that would be it for Totally Original Geek News Podcast. Um, Thou sitteth on the right hand of Stan Lee. From thence y'all shall come to judge the shit and the good. I pray in the name of Peter Parker, Clark Kent, Bruce Banner, and all the other alliterated heroes. Amen. Excelsior. Uh, there you go. No. Excelsior. Excelsior. Yes. Well, then. I'm sorry I ranted. Eh. It happens to the best of us. Kickstart Mize coming up with some new episodes. Indeed. Indeed. We got some stuff coming to that. We've got some people we've talked to. So, uh, 
keep track, keep listening, and, uh, you know, stay sane in this crazy, crazy world. We're all in this together until you turn on your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andrew McDonald. And I'm Sam Harper. We are out. One. <laughs>